What is it? It's your future. It's called a Stargate. Chevron 7 locked. Welcome to Walking Through the Stargate. I'm Brent. And I'm Zach. This is episode 30, and we'll be talking about Stargate SG-1's episode Secrets. Brent, we're at 30. hmm? We're at 30. I know. Can you believe that? I'm shocked. Uh, and that people and are still listening to us at 30 episodes. Still listening to us after 30 <laughs> episodes. Thank you. Thank you, person who is currently you. having earbuds in your ear and having my voice inside your ear canal. And this is just getting weird. Okay, you can find uh, Brett, us. How can they find us? <laughs> you can find us on Google Play Podcasts. Thank you for rescuing me. You can find us on Google Play Podcasts, on Spotify Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts. You can search on the interwebs and find us. Uh, there's all sorts of ways that you can that you can listen to our uh, the dulcet tones dulcet tones of our voice. Wow. Thanks, uh, Zach. By the practice, way, aren't we? Yeah. Right. Um. I. Yes. That's true. Also, uh, we're recording just a shade earlier than we normally do, and apparently that's uh, that's making an impact. But anyway, yeah. uh, when you can find us on Google Play Podcasts, on an Apple Podcast, give us some ratings, which people are doing. It's really awesome. Thank you very much. Woo-hoo. And give us all the stars you can possibly find. And when you're on Spotify, hit that little heart button. Bing! Right there. Indeed. After they that's do that, the Zach, and they want to let us know that they did that, how would they let us know? Well, if you wanted to let us know that you are enjoying our podcast or frankly if you hate the podcast you can do that too but Mm -hmm. why waste your time Uh, but anyway why are you listening to us if you hate us but in any case uh, if you want to get a hold of us you can email us at walkingthroughthestargate at gmail.com that's w-a-l-k-i-n-g-t-h-r-o-u-g-h-t-h-e-s-t-a-r-g-a-t-e at gmail.com woo boy and you can be like Edward and and Mike and Jacob, who emailed yeah. us in the last couple of weeks. And, Thank you very uh, much. I've responded to a couple of them. And Mike, your email was way long, and I haven't had a chance to read it all, but thanks very much for listening. I'll yeah. read it, and I'll respond to it <laughs> when I can get there. Um, uh, I have to say, though, that the the best comment in these emails these last time was, was from Ed. Edward, your whole comment about shanks... And Michael uh, was absolutely <laughs> awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, I think yeah. yeah, I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna permeate even my home. Well, I don't know if it'll permeate my home, but I, I don't know, but but I think that my wife and I uh, could very easily fall into a Shanks and Michael. Uh, so for you listeners out there who didn't get a chance to read Edward's email. Basically, uh, <laughs> he loves the show, and he would, and his his wife would often say Shanks instead of Thanks, and then they got into Stargate, or at least she got into Stargate because he was already into Stargate, and then they realized that Sh- Michael Shanks is one of the actors, and so when they say Shanks, the you're welcome of the thanks would be Michael, so it's Shanks, Michael, and everybody would laugh. Everybody had a good time. Way, way geeky, and I love it. Thank you very (laughs) much, very much. You have uh, warmed my heart, and uh, I enjoy it. Thank you. So, email us at walkingthroughthestargate at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Stargate Walking, Mm -hmm. or on Facebook. We have a Walking Through the Stargate Facebook page and a Facebook group. Most of the activity happens in the group, so just go should. find that as it should, and and uh, ask to join, and I'm fairly good at uh, uh, hitting accept on that really, really quickly, uh, but also go ahead and like and uh, follow the Facebook page as well, because that's wonderful and helpful. One thing I'd like to mention about the Twitter feed, uh, a while ago we had mentioned that I had successfully hooked up the pipes so that a post on Facebook hits the Twitter feed. And then it sort of didn't work for a bit, and I thought maybe it was broken, and I just didn't care because, come on, it's me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but apparently it's working again, and so whatever. Like I'll post an update. Um, I've been trying to be uh, been trying to find the funniest GIF I could possibly find that seems to vaguely relate to the episode title, and so I'll do that, and then I'll let Zach know that the episode is live, and he'll post it on Facebook, and then sometimes. On the Twitter feed, there's two mentions of the exact same episode. So there's that. Um, you Woo-hoo! know, yay interwebs. So uh, if you if you like to watch a train wreck in slow motion, go to the Twitter feed. 
Yeah. <laughs> Facebook's <laughs> not a whole lot better. <laughs> or at least my actions on oh. the Facebook isn't a whole lot better. Oh, uh, boy. You know, it's... Uh, gosh, we're having fun, but we are both terrible at social media. I, so, it's just not uh, a priority. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> anyway. So, uh, Brent, today we're talking about the episode Secrets. Mm-hmm. And Secrets is directed by Dwayne Clark. And Dwayne Clark, this is his only directing credit for SG-1. He was born in 1965 in Philadelphia. Uh, And despite this being his only SG-1 credit, he does have a ton of credits spanning dozens and dozens of shows uh, from, like, brand new Magnum P.I. and the brand new MacGyver uh, Mm. to a few years back Helix to Hawaii Five-0 to Jericho. I think I remember seeing a CSI in there. He's all over the place. Now, but, Uh, but, does he have any directing credits for Kung Fu The Legend Continues? I didn't see any for Kung Fu The Legend Continues. Oh, nuts. Missed opportunity. Uh, But I do want to share a little bit about his first directing credit, according to IMDb. Sure. It was a movie called Shaking the Tree from 1990 or 91, depending on who's counting. He was also (laughs) the writer for the episode. It starred Courtney Cox, Ari Gross, Hmm. uh, Gail Hansen, Doug Savant, Stephen Wilde. Uh, it had a whopping 40% on Rotten Tomatoes and an IMDb score of 4.7 out of 10. Oh, boy. Rotten Tomatoes uh, describes the plot like this. Four 20-something buddies struggle to achieve maturity. And IMDb (laughs) says, A crowd of guys in their 20s spend most of their time hanging out. It's Christmas time in the early 90s, and the guys all begin to think it's about time they went about their lives without the comfort of the diner. Wow. So I kind of want to see this movie now. This sounds terrible. This, is, this really sounds it bad. It sounds awful. Actually, yes. there was one review I, I know, remember reading on Rotten Tomatoes that said, you know, if you wanted to see a movie like this, you can. It'd be fine. Just don't expect anything from it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to spend about 90 minutes of your life uh, asking yourself, why am I doing this? This is a good place to start. There you go. Uh, so uh, that was the director, Dwayne. Uh, Clark. The teleplay for Secrets is by Terry Curtis Fox, and we've heard his mm-hmm. name once already before for the episode Prisoners, and mm-hmm. we'll see his epi- name one more time in the writing credits uh, later on, I think, in season three. Okay. Uh, he has writing credits spanning 1986 to 2001. So far as I can tell, none of them are Kung Fu The Legend Continues. I'm sorry. Nuts. Uh, as I mentioned during Prisoners, his first writing credit was for a couple of episodes of Hill Street Blues. Mm-hmm. Uh, his most re- recent credit was for several episodes of Diagnosis Murder mm-hmm. in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think he's dead, but he doesn't have any more IMDb credits after that. He is a playwright, and uh, he's written at least a couple of plays, if not mm-hmm. more than that. Uh, I tried to find more information on the Samuel French website. Uh, Samuel French is a publisher for plays and scripts. Oh, uh, okay. For, for those of you who <laughs> don't know, know that. <laughs> anyway. I, I do enough community theater that I at least knew that going into this. Well, I was, uh, but you said Samuel French, and I'm like, I don't remember. His name wasn't Samuel French. And then it's like, no, now, yeah, now yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in any case, uh, that website was not being kind to me as I was trying to find more information about some of his plays. And mm. so that's all I got. It's a bit of a mystery. Yep. It's as if he has a secret. Ooh. See what I did there? I see what you did there. Uh-huh. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> so, in addition to our main cast in this episode, we have several guest actors. We've got Peter Williams coming back as Apophis. We've mm-hmm. got Douglas Arthurs, who plays Harrower. We've got uh, Viter uh, Bandera, or... Uh, uh, I don't know. I didn't type it in here. She's got another last name that she goes by now. She plays Share slash Amanette. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Owens played Armin Selig. He was the reporter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are introduced to Carmen Argenziano as General Jacob Carter. Mm-hmm. And of course, we get Eric Avari back Avari. as Kasuf. Now, this is actually Eric's uh, first time. Uh, in this show, 
yes. of course saw him in the movie. Right. Uh, and he's been mentioned at least a couple of times up until mm-hmm. this point. But, but mm-hmm. we, this is it. we actually get to see him in this episode, and that was absolutely wonderful. We get to see his uh, face all fisheye lens close up, like right oh, away. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That yep, that's how the show starts. Um, uh, so, and, and, and I love that spot. Uh, I'm just going to do because I love that spot in, when, when he's like uh, talking to Teal'c and, and Daniel and, and Sharae, and he's like, oh, it'll be the truth. Oh, go with them. Just go with them. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was, no, he, uh, did, he, he that was great. Also, was. Um, uh, uh, to our dear listeners, as soon as I saw Eric Avari's face in the fisheye lens, I immediately texted Zach, Bunny Way! I have no idea if Zach understood what I was meaning because well, I did. I provided no other context. So, so it was really interesting because as you were texting me that I like, I had just finished reading uh, Edward's email, and of mm. course, uh, Edward was just starting listening to the podcast. And you know, I made the comment about Bunny Way in the pilot episode, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. uh, and and that is what triggered in his head the whole his hill r- routine with Shanks and Michael, oh, and so he yeah. had to tell it. So his his uh, subject header was Bunny Way, and then so I just finished reading this, and then you are like Bunny Way, and and then I'm like, eh. so I had like three <laughs> different things happening at the same time in my brain, all happening, <laughs> all, all all involving bunnies, <clears throat> bunnies, so. Oh, whew. yeah. All right, we're having too much fun here. We, we are having too much down. fun. Okay, gotta, so. Got to keep it together, man. Yeah, we, that's true. Okay, so. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> the I'm, episode I'm Secrets too. originally aired on August 21st, oh. 1998. We're bringing it down. I got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Number one on the charts in the UK was still No Matter What by Boyzone. A uh, terrible song. Terrible. In Australia. It was still Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, which is a better And song. apparently in Finland, as Brent types this in here, was... Yeah, go for it. Let's see if you can do this. <laughs> Tate? Meiste Kaunin by Apulanta. Yeah, Why that's did not you so choose bad. Finnish? Well, Seriously. I, mean, I, I have absolutely no idea if that's an accurate <laughs> pronunciation at all. Um, I do not speak Finnish, but um, yeah, now I'm actually kind of curious to, to, oh. to pull up that song. Like I have, like I have no idea. I've never yeah. heard of Apollanta. Apollanta, yeah, yeah, I don't, whatever that is. Uh, so as Brent pulls up some Apollanta, yeah, and we start Hopefully. jamming to it. I, I, uh, I, I'm going to tell you yeah. about the box office for this weekend. Yeah, uh, Blade was number one. Nice. Saving Private Ryan uh, fell to number two. There's something about Mary bumped up to three. It was four last week. Uh, how Stella got her groove back dropped from two down to four. And mm-hmm. Snake Eyes apparently was also two. Clearly, there's a typo in my show notes somewhere. It's <laughs> <laughs> hey. number five. So, uh, you know, that, that's an amazing song, Brent. That, oh, that, yeah. That just, I. That, I... Stellar. My life has been made better now that I know about that song. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, so, awesome. What happened on or around August 21st? Uh, well, on the 19th of August, South African Truth and Reconciliation Commission Chairperson Archbishop Desmond Tutu mm-hmm. releases documents revealing an alleged plot by Western countries to assassinate UN Secretary General Secretary General Dag Hammarskjöld of Sweden. I'm not good with my Swedish either. You did all right, I think it's Hammarskjöld. Okay. Now um, somebody from Sweden's gonna be like, oh, it's pronounced Smith. Dorks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So on August 20th, the Supreme Court of Canada rules that Quebec cannot legally secede from Canada without the federal government's approval. Boy, oh boy. Sorry, Quebec, you are oh stuck boy. here until we say you can go. Mm. Woof. August 21st. I bet you that went over well. Yeah. Well, you know, I kind of remember that 
coming up. I mean, I wasn't paying yeah. really close attention to Canadian news in the late deal. 90s, but <laughs> yeah. but I do kind of remember that headline popping up at that time. Um, on August 21st, P.W. Botha found, was found guilty of contempt for repeatedly ignoring subpoenas to testify before South Africa's Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Hey, we so, just heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then on August 22nd, South Africa beats Australia 29-15 in Johannesburg to win their first Tri-Nations Rugby Series with an unbeaten record. Nice. So, uh, apparently South Africa also, was big in the news this week. It was. Springboks fullback Percy Montgomery lands five penalties and two conversions. I don't know I don't play rugby, rugby, so that doesn't really mean anything to me. <clears throat> I imagine because it made the bullet point, that's really impressive. Uh, I'm sure it is. You okay. know what? Somebody should email us and tell us why it's impressive. Absolutely. Please yeah, do, because we need your help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, a um, couple of trivia points. Um, uh, the actress who played Sharae, Viter Bandera, or whatever, uh, she really was pregnant during the filming of this episode. And uh, at this point in time, she hmm. was actually married to Michael Shanks. And oh. so that was his baby. Really? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, suffice huh. it to say, they don't stay married. I don't know okay. exactly when they get a divorce, but they do mm. get a divorce. Uh, and uh, just a spoiler for the future, Brent, he does mm. get remarried at some point in time. I don't remember exactly when. And his new wife also becomes a guest star <laughs> on the show. <laughs> I see how it is. <laughs> hey, you um, want a co-star on Stargate? There wink, you go. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> oh, man, that's just awful. It's pretty bad. Okay, so uh, moving so, along. So, uh, you'll remember when O'Neill is talking to the reporter, he uh, quips, all right, if you're going to go ahead with it, I want to make sure you get one thing right. Mm -hmm. It's O'Neill with two L's. There's another Colonel O'Neill with only one L, and he has no sense of humor at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently, uh, in the feature film, uh, of course, Kurt Russell played Colonel uh, O'Neill, and in the feature film, O'Neill was spelled with just one L. And as you recall from when we were talking about this, uh, Kurt Russell had a much more uh -huh. uh, dour portrayal of this, and uh, 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 Richard Dean Anderson has made the character much more fun-loving and humorous. Yeah. Humorful. Humorful. It is now a word because I said it. Filled, filled with humor. Filled with humor. Uh, like the and, uh, so. ancient medicine kind that needs to be drained away from time to time. Ah, yeah. Yeah. The bloodletting <laughs> and everything. Ah. <laughs> the, the four humors. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, also, uh, so uh, you remember as O'Neill and Carter were walking through D.C., uh, they passed a huge bronze bird. Yeah. And that statue is the Bird of Spring at UBC Robson Square in Vancouver. So apparently Washington, oh. D.C. is actually Vancouver. Well, you know, I mean, wormholes and such. Well, yeah. Um, a couple of goofs. Jack repeatedly walk around, walks around outside in Washington, D.C. in full uniform, but without his cover, that is to say his hat. And according to IMDb, no officer would do so, doubly so in Washington, D.C., so, He's a bit of a rebel. He is. Um, so there you go. And then also when Carter tells O'Neill that Washington, D.C. is her old stomping grounds, Jack replies, sorry to hear that. But when uh, the reporter plays the recording back, you hear his response is, oh, my condolences. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, a couple of... So clearly the uh, recording was fabricated. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Those weren't goofs. Know. Those weren't goofs. Those were really subtle clues. Yes. Mm -hmm. And this guy this reporter actually does know nothing. And now right. especially so. Yo boy. <laughs> oh boy. So <laughs> Hey, Shall speaking we, uh, of how this person knows nothing. Yes. Let's go into the synopsis. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right. 
So this is, once again, from the com- Stargate Command Wiki. I have edited it uh, with some uh, needed edits. The one-year anniversary of SG-1's departure from Abydos has arrived, and Dr. Daniel Jackson requests to go back to Abydos as he promised. He is dismayed that he must return without his wife, Sharae, as he had promised his father-in-law, Kasuf. General Hammond allows Daniel to go. Teal'c will accompany him. But Colonel Jack O'Neill and Captain Samantha Carter must stay on Earth because they will be, re- will be receiving medals from the President of the United States, and that ceremony in Washington, D.C. cannot be rescheduled. Upon arriving on Abydos, Daniel informs his father-in-law that he has been unable to rescue Sharae. But his father-in-law is one step ahead of him. He bids Jackson and Tilk to follow him and takes them to meet Sharae, who is already on Abydos and very much pregnant. Jackson is shocked and immediately distrusts his wife, thinking her to be Amonette, deceiving the people of Abydos. Now, Sharae reveals that the child is Apophis's and that she truly is herself because her demon, Amonette, slumbers to protect the child. Apparently, uh, should Amonette awaken and take command of Sharae's body, that will cause the baby to be born still. Uh, that is to say, not alive. Apophis has hidden Sharae on Abydos so that rival Guawuld will not know of the child. One day, Apophis intends to take... Wow, uh, uh, okay. One day, Apophis intends to take the child as his new host. Soon, Jackson and Teal'c realize that Sharae still has access to the sum total of the Guawuld memories while her symbiote is dormant. So after much soul-searching... Daniel agrees that they should take her back to Earth so that she can give as much information as possible before she has her child. Meanwhile, in Washington, D.C., Samantha Carter's father, Major General Jacob Carter, is present at his daughter's medal ceremony. Their reunion is filled with tension. He doesn't quite believe their cover story that they analyze deep space radar telemetry under Cheyenne Mountain, But that's not really what causes the tension. He knows Samantha has always wanted to work in space, and so has pulled some strings to get her into NASA, but she refuses his offer because her work in Cheyenne Mountain is very important to her. And angry. Jacob then just cuts off the conversation, leaving Samantha racked with emotions that cut deep. Clearly, they've got some serious family systems problems going on. Mm-hmm. Jack O'Neill briefly leaves the reception and is followed to a bar by a reporter named Armin Selig, who apparently knows of the Stargate program. Worse yet, he has an audio recording of a brief but rather to-the-point discussion of the Stargate program between Captain Carter and Colonel O'Neill while they were on their way to the ceremony. Colonel O'Neill manages to come up with a poor cover story and denies the existence of the program. After a brief consultation with Carter and Major General Hammond, O'Neill attempts to reinitiate contact with the reporter, hoping to find out who has caused the leak. Back on Abydos, Daniel and Teal'c attempt to leave for Earth with Sharae, but they are stopped when a Guawuld pyramid ship lands on top of the pyramid. Amonet comes forth saying Apophis has come for her. But with Amonet awakening for just a moment, Sharae immediately goes into labor. Despite her words that it is Apophis, it is in fact not Apophis. The ship turns out to be that of Harrower, a sworn oh, enemy of Apophis. So, Apparently, uh, I okay. have caused Zach to suddenly speak as if he had marbles in his mouth. <laughs> so, uh, Apophis has come with the intent of stealing Sharae's child. Daniel, Teal'c, and Sharae quickly find a place to hide. Daniel helps his wife through the labor while Teal'c reconnoiters the situation. And yet, I gotta use the word reconnoiter. Hey! Hey! Nice! That's not a common word to be able to use. No, no. <laughs> All right. 
Colonel O'Neill allows Armin Selig to find him, and they have a brief discussion in which Selig reveals that he knows a lot about the Stargate program, including the recent episode in which Earth was nearly destroyed by two alien spacecraft. He casually tells O'Neill that he'll be a hero once the story gets out. As O'Neill walks back into the building, he turns back and witnesses Selig getting bulldozed by a car. O'Neill immediately takes charge, directing someone to call 911 and approaching the broken body of the reporter. Selig believes that the hit and run was arranged by O'Neill. O'Neill denies it, and Selig dies on the scene. Due to the accident, the president must cancel his presence at the ceremony. Carter later finds her father before leaving, and he reveals to her that he has lymphoma, and that he had really hoped to see Carter become an astronaut before he died. While completely devastated by her father's revelation, Carter is still unable to fulfill his dream of seeing her become an astronaut. Neither can she tell him the truth about her super astronaut status <laughs> in ah. SG-1. I actually didn't come up with that. That was in hey, nice. the wiki. Nice so, original author or nice original secondary like or tertiary author. What, what, whoever did that. I like it. Jacob soon leaves while Samantha simply stands there in tears. Daniel, back on Abydos, swears to love Share forever, no matter what happens, and with these words, Share gives birth to a son. Amonette immediately reasserts control over her host and demands the child. However, Teal'c, dressed up as one of Harrower's helmeted guards, appears, takes the baby from Daniel, and tells Amonette that Harrower has taken her child for himself. He immediately shoots her with a zat gun, knocking her unconscious. Tilk and Jackson give the baby to Kasuf, who must now find uh, a wet nurse, and they must go into hiding to ensure the safety of the newborn baby. Back at Stargate Command, Colonel O'Neill and Captain Carter are given their medals by Hammond and told that they may ship out to Abydos as soon as they are ready to rejoin Tilk and Daniel. After Carter leaves the room to gather what she needs, O'Neill remains, and Hammond answers O'Neill's unvoiced question, saying, It was an accident. Teal'c, still in full disguise, returns to the Stargate on Abydos with Daniel Jackson as a quote-unquote prisoner. Harrower is waiting there, and while Jack Daniel Jackson pretends to offer an alliance with Earth against Apophis, Harrower declares that he will make Earth a slave world as soon as he has eliminated Apophis. Teal'c lies to Harrower, saying that Apophis has already come to reclaim his child. At that moment, O'Neill and Carter come through the Stargate. Teal'c makes use of the confusion and the wormhole kawoosh to eliminate Harrower's Jaffa guard. Sam and Jack walk through the gate to a surprising mess of a situation. They are cool-headed and quickly assist Teal'c. Jack heads down the steps and confronts Harrower with a, the barrel of his gun, but Harrower's force field protects the system lord. Harrower is not impressed, outraged at Jack O'Neill challenging him. Jack abandons his gun and grabs his knife. He throws the knife, which heads straight into the palm of Harrower's hand. By the way, that is some wicked awesome throwing. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, but Jack O'Neill is wicked awesome. Oh, yeah, you know, he's he's the starring character in this TV show. So, right. you know, partially, this partially disables the force field. It also prevents Harrower from using his hand thing on uh, O'Neill's head, which is always a good thing. And Harrower retreats uh, as he is swearing at Jack O'Neill that he will pay for his insolence. But before anything else can happen... The Stargate yet again activates from off-world, and SG-1 is forced to quickly find hiding places. This time, it really is Apophis coming to retrieve his queen and their child. Amonette and Share come into the room as they arrive, and tells Apophis that the child has been stolen by Harrower. She and Apophis soon depart. As they leave, Amonette appears to look directly at SG-1 in their hiding place, but she says nothing. Perhaps Share is still fighting back in her own way. As soon as Apophis is gone, and knowing full well that a Gua'uld ship is still hovering overhead, 
Jack orders Sam to dial home. She does so, and SG-1 heads back to Earth. The end. The end. So, Brent. Yeah. Secrets. Uh Uh-huh. What'd you think? I'm really disappointed that this is Dwayne Clark's only directing credit on SG-1. Like, really disappointed. Yeah. I'm also slightly disappointed that this is Terry Curtis Fox's second of only three teleplay writing credits. Because, though I don't know if this one really ranks very high on the rewatchability thing, I really liked this one. (laughs) This was a good episode. (laughs) Good. Um, I thought it was kind of hilarious that everybody had a secret. Like, (laughs) everybody... (laughs) You see a face, that person has a secret, and they reveal it in the most blurt-out way possible. <laughs> like, you know. almost every time. Yeah. And um, there were... So, uh, when I say that I really like this one, it is true, I really like this one, but there's also a fair amount of kind of cheese in it, which oh, I am taking favorably. Yeah, like, okay, again, every everybody has a secret, and everybody seems to like like get to a point where like there's a non sequitur and they were like, I have seven toes. Like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) right. Like it's like, what? Well, okay. All right. Now this is happening. Um, or, or the secrets can't be said like, you know, um, Carter's dad constantly, constantly going on being like space, space, Sam, Sam, space, space. And she's like, like, I know dad, I don't want to go to space. And it's like, you know, like, Sam, just throw your dad a bone and be all like, hey, uh, you know, maybe there's another program other than NASA. Hmm? Uh, hmm? Yeah, but she is under a non-disclosure act. She That's has to anything. keep it, you know. Well, Oh, yeah, she is. No. I'm saying she should look her father in the eye after he says you should join NASA and she should say there are other departments. And then just take a drink. Uh huh. Just like I yeah. did. Just yep. now. Just Only now. with water. Wow. Well, yeah. you know what? That, that's amazing. Nobody could <laughs> see that. <laughs> but yeah. So there was a, there's there's a million secrets running around. Like so you know like Sharae, she got back to Apophis, not Apophis, um, to Abydos. Um, she's pregnant. I mean that's not like a secret secret, but you know like I mean, come on, like, Holy Michael cow. Shanks already are. knew. Knew what? That she was pregnant. Michael Shanks did. How did he know? Be- because he's married to her. Oh, Michael Shanks, the actor, knew that. Yes! What's oh. her face, the actor, was wow. already. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Oh. Sorry, I you was still in. terrible, still in, Brent. I'm in and, universe and, right now. Oh, oh, okay. I'm yeah. sorry. I That's was okay. poking fun at the whole universe slash meta universe oh. slash meta universe. Yeah, yeah. I still All think right. it's hilarious. I really hope that Michael Shanks used that as a pickup line. Hey, you know I can get you on a television show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, so so lots and okay. lots of secrets. Um, uh, it, like the only person who apparently didn't have a secret was Armin, <laughs> and, he, and he's he's not around anymore. So well, there's he that. had a secret. He hadn't actually. Re- he had a whole bunch of secrets. He uh, just okay, that's a good point. I mean, wh- whether he had any of his own secrets is hard to tell. He didn't know. Hard to but tell. He, he had a whole lot of secrets, and he was prepared oh, to tell everybody. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, getting run over by a car. Um, that that definitely that, dampened the that, secret. That definitely slows that down. I have to yeah. say, though, that um, <laughs> it was not terribly convincing when O'Neill pulls his hand back and is like, hey, look, somebody oh. slapped some red paint on his hand. Oh, it was totally a ketchup packet. <laughs> that, was that was not, I mean, which is fine. I don't need to, you know. No, I don't really need the realism. I can suspend my disbelief, too. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Um, one of the other things, so one of the other cheese moments that I just... So the the confrontation with was really cool, right? Bang, 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 And then Jack's like, ah, forget this. Uh, fast forward a little bit. The technobabble explanation of Sam. Like, oh. really good of you to remember that the that the shielding is directly d- disproportional to the whatever. Like... Inversely like, proportional to the amount of kinetic hilarious. energy thrown against it. It was hilarious. But and anyway, he's like, yeah, you're right. 
Right. I mean, right. right. There was that. Yeah, it was acknowledged. Yeah. But my, but I was laughing really hard. <laughs> so so Jack throws the knife, right? Yep. <clears throat> it goes through the shield. And Huru's like, oh, no, I have been stymied. I'll get you if it's the last thing I do. And I'm he calls sure the elevator. i use the word stymie. Yeah, fine. He calls the elevator, and it's literally like everybody's kind of waiting there while the girl from Empanita's song is playing in the background. Looking at your watch, waiting for the elevator. Oh, here it is! Like, the amount of time. So, I just want to throw in an interjection here. That song is actually used in the TV show Helix. I don't know if you've ever seen it. And Helix had a couple of... Who was it? It was, in fact... Dwayne Clark, who directed some episodes of Helix. It comes back around. It comes back around. One other thing that I had read about The Girl from Empanita is, I think I'm pronouncing that right, is that uh, it is commonly used in film and television as, quote, the elevator music song, unquote. But I don't know about you, Zach. I've been in a lot of elevators. I've never heard The Girl from Empanita playing, ever. I don't think I ever have either. It's a great trope. It is. I really like it. It's a it, well, it's sort of like the the uh, Wilhelm scream. Exactly. Nobody I don't ever, think I've ever heard it. Like that. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah! You gotta have three. Oh. The Wilhelm scream is three. My mistake. Other, otherwise, it's not a Wilhelm scream. Fine. No, that's not true. So yeah, so I right. I like this one. This was fun. I don't think I'm gonna give it a bajillion chevrons again. I don't think that it's one of those things of like you know. On a Friday evening, hey, what do you want to do? Let's watch Secrets. Like, no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's that level. But on the same token, like, this was fun. I like this one. So I was not certain what you were going to think about this episode. Mm-hmm. I also like this episode. Um, I think that that the humor is is really good. Uh, I, I like the tongue in cheek aspect of things. There's, you know, it, but but it also continues the story. But one of the things that I really like about this episode, and I might spoil this a little bit, is that mm-hmm. there are a whole lot of things in this episode that are set up and aren't explained. Yeah, you I walk mean, away can... from this and you have tons of questions. What's the relationship uh, and, between yes. Carter and her father? He's yep. got cancer. That's a big deal. Um, what about these secrets? Clearly, there are people outside the Stargate who know about the Stargate. And mm-hmm. if this gets out, this is a big deal politically and for, for the, the Air Force and the country. Uh, what's that going to go? Uh, you've got uh, Sharae. Uh, she's now back to Aminette. But the, the baby, Kasuf has the baby. What's mm-hmm. up with the baby? <laughs> you know, you've got uh, uh, Heruer and Apophis, um, and I'm sure I'm missing a few things in there, um, but there are all of these questions that are set up, and they're not answered. And yep. I, I really, really like that, um, in part because we get to know the answer to some of those questions sure, later fine. on. But, you know, I mean, but this is... This is um this is the storytelling that I'm used to. <clears throat> I'm used to now. This might have been novel in 98. But I'm very used to an episode introducing a whole lot of stuff and answering none of it. Like, yeah. It, like I it, like I it, it could very well be my 2019 sensibilities kicking in, but I'm looking at this one going, "Hey, all right. We got some we got some meaty things hanging around here now. I'm excited to see what's what things get resolved." And you know what's really cool for me? as I watch the show and rewatch the show several times, is that in 1998, you're right, this was not common. In 1998, mm-hmm. you were still dealing almost exclusively with very, very episodic television. And right. SG-1 <laughs> is, in fact, on that cutting edge of developing a different way of telling stories. It never quite falls off of the episodic uh, shelf, Mm-hmm. Uh, but it certainly expands into uh, something that we would recognize today. And this is certainly an mm-hmm. example of it. Um, this is good. I did find it uh, humorous that uh, everything seems to just line up, right? Yeah. How convenient it is that just as they're about to go through the Stargate to get to Earth, Harrower's ship lands on that. And my goodness, oh, yeah. for as large oh, as that yeah. ship is, that landing was the fastest I have ever seen. Yep. It just went, and then, oh my goodness, it's Harrower. And then, uh, you know, the, the birth is really quick. And then uh, they, they, they finally come back and like, oh, what was their plan? 
when Daniel and Teal walk into that gate Oh, room, yeah. Uh, oh. I'm like, uh, look, I found a prisoner. Uh, what was their play? I mean, really, because seriously. Because if it didn't play out the way it actually played out, they would have been screwed, both of them, big time. Not only that, but um, they were, like, vocally... I guess, you know, they were trying to employ a ruse that they were trying to form an alliance. Why? Right? Like... Yeah. Right? They, uh, obviously, they were... Un- undoubtedly, they were not serious about that. And oh, so, sure. And what's the point of being like, you know... Is it just yeah. to get close enough to be like, uh, you know, hey, I noticed that he's got three buttons instead of five on his little hand job thing. Ooh, you know, I don't ooh. know. What- yeah, I, who knows? But then, immediately... The gate opens, and they're like, oh, it's right. Apophis, it's Apophis, right. get ready, shoot him. Oh, wait, it's not Apophis, it's the SGC. And then they go to town, and then, boom, and then immediately after Harrower leaves, before they even have a chance to basically breathe, the mm-hmm. gate turns on again, and this time it actually happens to be Apophis? How does Apophis now, this was know the thing. this is the yeah. day that she's giving birth? There's that. <clears throat> also, um... I guess technically Apophis could have been unaware that her ship was on the pyramid because going from a gate to a gate, right? I mean, like you could be oblivious to that. Sure. He, he could um, have not known that. Right. Uh, but it seems a little, I don't know. That one feels a little tenuous, right? Like if, if you can be bouncing from gate to gate and the possibility that one of your uh, mortal enemies is in the vicinity I guess he has got his guards. Okay, maybe that's not quite as crazy as I was thinking, but it definitely was like everybody. Everybody's coming to um, uh, Abydos. That's the name of the place. Everybody's There's coming a to Abydos. Party on Abydos, and everybody's a coming party. fashionably late. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Except for Jackson, who shows up just a little bit too early. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <clears throat> Okay. Uh, yeah. Moving I, right along. Yep. Yeah, let's see here. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that... Uh, uh, yeah, deep space radar telemetry. Right. What the heck is that? That's code for Stargate, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, hey. The wormhole project is finally working out. Awesome. Just between you and me, your cover story could use a little polish. Yeah. I don't um, have any idea what you mean. <laughs> yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. This was a um, fun one. I like this one. Yeah, this was a fun one. I, I, I actually, I, I do think, Brent, that it does have uh, a lot of rewatchability. Um, the humor. Oh, yeah? Okay. I, I find that the humor uh, in it uh uh has staying power i still enjoy coming back to the um and also because of what it sets up um mm, it's valuable i see uh yeah so um, i can i can appreciate that yep uh but i can understand what you're saying that they, like if you were just running into this for the first time you might say hey that was a fun episode let's move on i could see that oh yeah I mean, I'm excited to move on. There's a lot going on right now. Oh, yeah. So, uh, uh, I think, Brent, uh, we are a little bit under a time crunch, the two of us here, because yes. we've got plans this afternoon. So, we're going Which to have to cut our conversation on this a little bit short and move on. Well, so, but stick a pin in that one just for a hot uh, second. Uh, yeah, we are having an abbreviated conversation talking about the episode, but this is kind of one of those moments where there's really not an awful lot bad about it. And so, true to our form, we don't really have a lot to complain about. <laughs> and so, and so, like, yeah, this one was this one was all right. Like, it was, there was a good some one. cheese. There's there's definitely some cheese, but whatever. This is fun. This is a television show. This isn't supposed to be like a you know like a white paper on ethics. I don't know where That's I'm true. going with that one. Money, uh, anyway. money way, money way, Michael. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So, Brent, this is the time in the podcast after we have chewed on an episode and had some fun ripping it mm-hmm. apart or mm-hmm. praising it and building it a nice little uh, uh, high place for it to sit and stand as we stare <laughs> at it, uh, where I say, how tall is that high place? 
Ooh, I like that segue. Yes. Where so, a chevron is a unit of measure ooh, yes. that is that is that is with with spatial. It's a spatial dimension. There you go. So out of seven chevrons, Brent, mm-hmm. how many chevrons does secrets get? Secrets was fun. Started off fun, had fun in the middle, fun at the end. Some some points where it was just like, oh, that was convenient, and definitely some points where it's like, you guys, it takes a while for that elevator to come down, and he's kind <laughs> of defenseless sort of right now. You should do something about that. <laughs> well, by the way, you know, even when they start the rumbling of things, you know, Tilka's dialing the gate as slowly as possible. He's like, oh, yeah. Boom. Oh, man. I know. I mean, in other I episodes, know. we've seen them go, boom, 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 boom. Samantha, she, Sam just like just knocked it out of the park. She went from dialing the dialing home to having that gate open in like seconds. It was very fast. Yeah. You anyway. Know, uh, I, so, I have noticed that the the Stargate opens at the speed of plot. Oh, yeah. Very, yes. very much so. Yeah. All right. So, so, out of seven, I think that this one... I think this is a five. Um, six is a little too much just because I don't think it was quite that brilliant. And of course, seven, I'm reserving for the moment where I just break down and think that there is no more television that I should watch ever. So <laughs> I'm going to give it five out of seven chevrons. Five out of seven chevrons. Uh, I did it again. It's fine. All right. <laughs> it's fine. <sighs> so, okay. Zach. Yes, what do you think? Bert, I think, well, I like the episode. I, uh, like you, I agree. I think you're spot on that this is, in fact, a five out of seven, 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 sh- chevron, seven, <laughs> chevron. Uh, <laughs> we, we can't start this early, Brent. <laughs> no, I, it really makes a difference. It uh, does. <laughs> and it's not that much more early. No, no. Although I did not. wake up at like five o'clock this morning for some stupid no man reason. It, I was up around six for the exact same kind of moment of like, huh, I guess I'm awake. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's what happened to me. I, was like, yep. I, I rolled over and I'm like, what time is it? I looked at my clock and it was like 5.15 or something. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, huh, it's a Saturday. And I'm awake I know. <laughs> at 5.15. Uh-huh. That's a thing. Welcome welcome oh. to being old. Oh, or at least man. being yeah. an old morning person like I am, anyway. No, yeah, so you gave it a five. All right. I gave it a five. Okay. So, Brent. Yeah. Our next episode is called Bane. Yeah. Tell me what Bane is about. The SG-1 team goes through the Stargate <laughs> and finds itself in a, in, a, in a parallel universe where a behooded good do-gooder in strange clothing driving a peculiar vehicle is in the midst of a fight against somebody who was born into the darkness. I don't know if I can keep doing this for very long, so I'm going to stop now. (laughs) The SG-1 team then sets out to find how to come back to their reality and escape the clutches of a place that they've learned is named Arkham. Join us next time with this very special crossover episode of Stargate SG-1 Bane. (laughs) Yeah? How'd I do? Oh, uh, you know, uh, let's just uh, watch the trailer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Are you ready, Brent? Yes, I am. I'm hitting go now. Next on Stargate SG-1. Wow. A giant alien insect. Whoa! No, 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 no. Oh, no. You're going to make me watch this? Oh, my God. I felt great pain on you, but never sickness such as this. Because the poison is spreading. He told me he'd rather die than change into something else. Someone has to go back and catch one of those alien insects. And the consequences are irrevocable. So Teal'c isn't going to turn into just one of those things. 
He's gonna turn into a whole lot of those things. Oh no! On the next star. Oh, oh my goodness. One. This is gonna be a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> so um my uh the 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 phobia that I have has to do with stinging insects. And uh Oh, did I lose the are you with me? His uh, his thing stopped recording, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little okay, bit I'm while he gets his again. thing up. He's recording again. Okay, that was a, that was a very short intermission. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. My thing of uh, my like wasps and hornets are definitely like no, thank you. Uh, giant scorpion mosquito things are, <laughs> are kind of up there too. Woo! This is gonna be this. This one's going to be difficult for me to watch. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I don't know if you I'm noticed, sure, but sure we get to see Mayborn again. Yeah, uh, I saw that real fast. Uh, you know, so I promised that you would like Mayborn. Uh, you li- like, as in maybe hate, like, you know, Mayborn. Gotcha. Uh, as the show progresses, and we get to see him again in this episode. I think this is the second time we've seen him. Uh, you may not like him after this episode, but uh, mm-hmm. give it some time. <laughs> okay. All right. He, you okay. know, he's got to marinate. <laughs> He's got he's got to sit in a little uh, got to sit in a little savory bath for a while. That's right. That's right. Before throwing him on the grill at uh, 350 degrees. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> next time uh, we'll talk about Bane. Yeah, um, I'm excited. So I'm always excited. I this think is good. This is fun. Brent. Are we actually back on track now? Are we for back- uh, yeah. Yeah, we took a little. We got we had a couple of we had a we had a month where we were doing only one every other week because of schedules. Yep. And, Sometimes uh, life sucks. Some, yeah. And now, uh, now we're back. So uh, we should uh, we should be uh, popping these things out once a week again. Woo-hoo. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. So next week we will talk about Bane. Bane. Uh, to that end, I say, uh, tell us what you think about yeah. this episode, Secrets. Tell us what you loved. Tell us what you hated. Tell us how we got it right. Tell us how we got it wrong. Tell us uh, what color your grandma's hair is. I don't care. It doesn't really matter. Just tell us something. Uh, email us at walkingthroughthestargate at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Join the fray. Uh, become a member of the SGC as we all walk through the Stargate together. Wow. Nice. Did you just do that off the cuff? I did that all off the cuff. Yeah. And now I'm going to feel pressure next time to try to do something music equally it. cool off the cuff. And I'm going to be like, Joyce, <laughs> 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 join us. Hooray! Talk to me because I need somebody to talk to me. Hey, you know, we, we're, we're hitting our stride. Yeah. We and are. it's because we're, it's no longer early. It's now normal time. Oh, yeah. 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 See, see what that. So I, I, I see. Okay. Okay. So. Email us, talk to us, tell us what you think, um, all of those things. Any last comments, Brent? Nope. Uh, then with that, this has been Walking <laughs> Through the Stargate. That's you, Brent. Oh, me? Yeah, you say I'm Brent, and I say... No, you say I'm Brent, and I say I'm Zach. Oh, okay. I'm Brent. Yeah, and I'm Zach. And this has been Walking Through the... Oh, I got it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. <laughs> All right, we're done. Okay, bye. Bye. Carter, dial it up. Get these people home. <laughs>